The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's July. It's the 8th. It's 5.32. And I kind of have a sad thought to just put out there. Just to start the morning off yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Start the fry off right, okay? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cloudy day, okay? Yeah. Uh, but I can already start telling that the days are getting shorter. Wow, Sean, what a thing to say. I'm sorry. I know. Like, when I get into the building right around 4.30, give or take, usually when I walk into one of the rooms here, it is lit up with sun, and then I can just sit down and start my work at 4.30. But this morning, alas, it is cloudy, okay? It is very cloudy outside. Uh, It was, like, pitch black in there. Really? Yeah, and so I had to wait, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then... The room kind of got lit up a little bit more. Wow. I mean, we we're only two weeks I know. from solstice and already so we're sad. in this. So I guess summer is fleeting. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, but a happy note. Thank you, please. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> Make your plans now while you have Wi-Fi because if you are on Rogers or Fido or pretty much any of their networks, yeah, they sell affiliates. There. Yeah. Uh, it's all down nationwide, not even just in Fort McMurray or Alberta. I wonder how that happens. Are they like getting hacked right now? How is it nationwide that they are down? That's a big cord to unplug. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I someone, was too. Yeah. I'm like, how much data are this, is this hacker yeah. downloading or what's Plug happening? the cord back in, whoever <laughs> unplugged it. Uh, yeah, so just a heads up, like take out cash, I guess. Some debit machines are down. Yeah, like I don't even think you can probably take out cash in a lot of places, but take it out from your house that you have in your stash, I guess. (laughs) Smash open that piggy bank that you still have. Yeah, your morning coffee, make it in the pot this morning at home because you might not be able to swipe that card or tap it or whatever. Yeah, and there's no update. There's no ETA on when it's going to be back up. Can you believe Rogers? What the heck? What the heck? (laughs) Very exciting night in the hockey world. Last night in the NHL, the draft was last night. This is when like a lot of like 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, whatever they may be, uh, realize that their dreams come true and a pro team in the NHL uh, drafts their rights uh, and they get to p- go potentially play in the pros, Steph. Very exciting night. Even you couldn't tear your eyes away from it. We were at a baseball game <laughs> and you kept. I kept thinking like, oh, okay, we're talking baseball. I'm going to try and understand. And then I'm like, different sport? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And lot, and it's all televised. And so when a young 18-year-old gets drafted, it's an emotional moment. He's there with his family. Maybe the mom and dad are happy. They're crying. And that's usually the gist of it. Like the, the brother sisters, they're all happy and whatnot. And then you, and then the camera pans and it, and it captures all of this emotion, right? Yeah. Yeah. One guy got drafted. I believe his name is Maverick Lamaru. Is late in the first round, like 27th overall, I think, by the, the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh-huh. And this should be his moment. Uh, he's going to, he just got drafted. It's all happy. But uh, his family, his mom and dad, were also very happy Yeah. for him, and they just started making out. No! <laughs> Straight up. Like, the draft was held in Montreal. This is, it's, a, it's in, like, a big arena, kind of, to host everyone. And so the camera pans over to the family. He just gets drafted. He's celebrating. He's going down to the stage to put on the jersey. Camera then pans over to his parents. What does national TV catch them doing? 
tongue kissing. Wow. French kissing. Wow. Uh, I got a clip here. The announcers were caught off guard a little bit by it. See if we can kind of catch a little bit. Okay. It's all right. Good night. Nice. Hey, we're Come on now. Hey, we're in bed at night time. Get after it. It's night time in Quebec. What are you laughing at down there? Hey, it's 10 what happens in Montreal stays in Montreal, maybe? I don't know. They may, he might have a brother uh, in nine months, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they got a different <laughs> hotel room from their kids. Yeah. <laughs> TV show is coming to Canada. It's called Farming for Love. It's going to be on CTV. They're just in the start of it right now, and they're looking for people... Um, casting call, essentially, to fall in love with six farmers that they have picked out. And we have been so intrigued by this. Like, it's such an interesting concept. The fact that it's right in our backyard is just so great. And uh, so we're actually going to chat with a couple of the farmers a little later this morning. Yeah, we have two of them that are going to be coming on the show because we had to reach out to them. So one of them is Farmer Ashley. Let me tell you about her. She's 33 years old. She's five foot seven. Her farm type is an equestrian center. And uh, she's bubbly. She's a fun-loving horse trainer with a passion for animals and the outdoors and um we will should we have any maybe if anyone wants to know something about ashley we're gonna be i think in the nine o'clock hour we're gonna be talking to them and so let us know if you want to ask her a question and we can relay that yeah because you can actually sign up to the show to find love yourself with a farmer so ashley could be your future wife um the other person we're chatting with this morning is doug he's 25 and a dairy farmer and apparently he gave up a professional volleyball career to farm um he lives and works on his family's sweeping 300 acre solar powered farm he's tall goofy athletic and uh, even though he's young he's seen many of his friends get married and he feels like it's his turn. You you left out that he's six foot five. People need to know how oh, tall right. he is. Yes. He is six foot five. Oh, I should mention Farmer Ashley is in Gibson's BC. That's right around Seashelt. And Farmer Doug is in Shamanus. That sounds great <laughs> for somebody. So if either of these two profiles are interesting, you definitely send your questions in 780-791-1037. Farming for Love, new TV show coming to CTV. We have one of the farmers on with us, Farmer Ashley. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? I am 33. I'm turning 34 next week. And I'm raised on the Sunshine Coast of BC. And I run an equestrian center, which includes, like, boarding horses and a lesson program and uh, summer camps right now. Pretty much anything horsey. Running uh, events sometimes. Very cool. Well, happy early birthday as well, I guess. Thank you. That's my first one. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so why should someone fall in love with you? Like, what makes you attractive, you think? That's a hard one for me to answer. I'm fun. (laughs) Um, and i like adventures i'm i don't think i'm boring i think it's fun yeah all the horses and everything sounds like you get uh, all the adventures going yeah yeah for sure um okay next question who do you hope applies what are you attracted to somebody uh with a sense of humor and who's outgoing uh genuine just somebody really comfortable in being themselves Okay, I like the sounds of that. What's your idea of a romantic night out, Farmer Ashley? Just like a chill, like date up the mountain or something. 
like tailgate date night. Oh, yeah. Bring the truck out, a little blanket, sit on the tailgate, yeah. enjoy the views. Sunset, yeah. I love that. That sounds wonderful. What are you eating and drinking? Oh, on the date? Yeah. Oh, pizza. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that does Easy sound fun. Easy, out of me. <laughs> I don't have time to cook. <laughs> All right. Now, this might be a hard little question, but I'm just going to pour it on you, okay? Okay. So have you heard of the, the Luke Bryan song, uh, Rain is a Good Thing? Yes. So he has the, he's talk kind of talks about crops and everything. Rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey. What would be uh, the equestrian center equivalent of that, if you could think of one? Well, whiskey making the girls feel a little frisky, I feel like covers cowgirls pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. Final question here, Farmer Ashley, and then we'll let you go. You're stranded on an island, okay, way out in the middle of nowhere. What three things do you wish you had on you? Oh, gee whiz. Well, you know what? If I was stranded on an island and I would hope it would be a tropical one, then I hope I would just have, like, drinks and a cozy chair and sunscreen and then just try to enjoy my time off until they find me there we go all like right <laughs> easy going no panicking just hey this is a situation let's see how we go make the best of it farmer ashley she's farming for love she's going to be on a tv near you soon uh best of luck to you hope you you find your match thanks guys Continuing our interviews with farmers on Farming for Love, looking to get some Fort McMurray contestants in the running. We have Farmer Doug on the line. Hey, can you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm a 25-year-old that lives on Vancouver Island here. I live on a dairy farm here, and uh, yeah, I was a volleyball player. I got my business degree, and now I'm back on the farm and uh, loving it. Where did you all play volleyball? Did you go to school? Did you go professional? Um, yeah, I played at uh, Thompson Rivers for a few years. Then I went to Vancouver Island University to finish off my degree. And then I went over to Austria and played professionally for a season. And then COVID hit. Wow, very cool, very cool. Okay, uh, I guess we'll hop right into it here, Steph. Farmer Doug, why should someone fall in love with you? What makes you attractive? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like to think I'm a pretty fun guy. Um, I like to go on a bunch of adventures and, um, you know, hard work in and just overall a good time, I think. You're being very humble because I see that your profile also says you're six foot five. <laughs> yeah, and the height also helps. <laughs> Sean's five nine. And Whoa, a half. you don't have to throw me under the bus like this. <laughs> He's a little self-conscious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you hope applies? Like, what are you attracted to? Oh, um, I'm hoping someone that, you know, that actually wants to have a long-term relationship and genuinely wants to live on a farm. Like, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, also, someone that's active and excited to, you know, be with me. What do you mean by generally like hopes to live on a farm? What does that entail? It's not a nine to five job. So they got to be understanding of that. And, you know, sometimes stuff goes wrong and, oh, I'm, I'm missing dinner, which was supposed to be at six, but I'm not in until eight or, you know, whatever time. So life on the farm, you never finish the job. It's always, there's always more to be done. For sure. What's your idea of a romantic night out? I would say it's like just spending some special one-on-one -on -one time with each other, you know, having a nice conversation and, uh, you know, 
sharing a bottle of wine always helps with it. All right, now now yeah. picture this, uh, Farmer Doug. You're you're having amazing dates with this one lady, and she wants you to meet your parents how, or her parents. How are you going to impress her parents? Ooh, um, I think I'm just gonna act myself, and you know, like be very respectful, and you know, use my please and thank yous, and hopefully, you know, they'll see that I really do care about their daughter. Yeah, I'll I'll slip in a little tip here for you, Farmer Doug. Yeah, yeah. If they make food, you ask for seconds and you eat it all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a guarantee with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one final question for you. If you are stranded on a desert island, what three things are you bringing with you? Ooh, am I stuck there for good or am I trying to get off it? Uh, Use your creativity. It's all up to you. I'm thinking I'd probably get a boat (laughs) because... Who doesn't need a boat? I could choose to leave the island or I could stay on the island. That's and right. Then, that um, is such a good answer. Yeah. Two more and things, then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then um, probably, you know, have my own Mr. Wilson, so a volleyball or something <laughs> like that for companionship. And then, uh, you know, can't go wrong with watermelon because it's got water and very little nutrition. But, I mean, tasty water. That is my favorite answer. Boat, Wilson, and Water Malone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Farmer Doug, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us this morning. We hope that this will help you get a few more applicants for your dairy farm. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. We have our local rhubarb dealer in studio with us. It's none other than my co-host, Steph. (laughs) And we've never tried it before after you've been growing it for how many years now? Yeah, this is my third summer with it hanging out in my backyard. And this summer, it bloomed so much, (laughs) I can't give this stuff away. There's so much of it. Interesting. Well, we made a post yesterday on Facebook, and we just asked for like general ideas on what to do with the rhubarb. Lo and behold, we found out our listeners are a little horny for rhubarb, and they had every single like recipe available on how to eat it. Yeah, 153 ideas and people just being like, wait a second, please, for three, can I have some of that rhubarb? <laughs> yeah. So not only do you have people to give it away to now, but you brought some in for us here. Uh, one of the, I would say, less common ways people said to eat it was just raw. Yeah. Now, what did you do to these? Uh, nothing. I just gave them a wash so that there was no uh, friendly bugs hanging out on them or dirt or anything. And then I sliced them up, took the leaves off. All right. It looks like celery. It looks like styrofoam on the inside, though. It does. Kind of freaking me out. Do you want me to do the first raw bite? Yes, please. Okay, this is my first ever bite of rhubarb. Here we go. Maybe this is like a little ASMR. (laughs) Wow. Oh! Uh, You like it? I wasn't expecting that. It is a little sour. (laughs) Like, your eyes are kind of getting watery, it looks like. Almost like... (laughs) <laughs> an apple sour. Oh. Like, well, you don't eat fruit, but. No. <laughs> yeah, that, so that means nothing to you. But uh, it's like biting into a sour apple. Okay. That's my um, professional analysis. I hear that it's like the same texture as celery, so I've been telling myself all morning. I don't think you're going to like this, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you're going to love it. Take a bite. Oh. That is good ASMR. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. That face is all oh, you're spitting. No, ew, ew, you just spit it into your hand. I couldn't help it. Do you think you can do the other way that people... Oh, my goodness, though. <laughs> Are you okay? It looks like you're having a... 
aneurysm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Are you fine? I'm all right. I've survived. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> I don't oh know. Oh my well goodness. Things. Okay, the next way that people said to buy or to to try it is uh, the sugar way. Yes. Okay. So dip it in water first, and then you dip it in the sugar. I'm just gonna use my own saliva. Gross. What do you mean gross? I'm I'm wetting it. Okay. Are you gonna go first? Let's let's see if you you wanna go back to back here. Okay. All right. You got sugar on it. Lots of sugar. Yeah. All right. Let's see. All right. Any better? How's that one tasting? Oh, you're still stank face. Oh, I mean, I can kind of better, but oh. Yeah, sure. That's what, yeah. Not a word. I don't even know what you it's said. It's so then. juicy. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it tastes, yeah. Okay, here we go. I got the sugar. Oh, my, oh my goodness. This is hilarious. Mmm. Mm. That is also tasty. Okay, so Sean. I, I might guess, be a rhubarb fan. I guess I found somewhere to give my rhubarb to. <laughs> we uh, we also made another recipe. It looks like baby food. I think I failed at it, and Sean is willing to try it. So we'll do that in a few minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> Part two of trying rhubarb challenge is what we're going to be calling <laughs> <Rebarb>. this. <laughs> rhubarb. Rhubarb. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want to charge rhubarb. No. Is that metal? <laughs> yeah, it's like terrifying and, and kills a lot of people. We are not trying that. Okay. Rhubarb. Is yes. what we're trying. We found out you don't like it. You don't like fruit, though. No, I hate fruit. So yeah. this was a bad choice. Yeah, this was just this, this was just to get your reaction to trying fruit on air. And we're, we're we have this on camera as well. We're going to be posting it later. So if you want to see Steph's hilarious uh, reaction to having fruit in her mouth, uh, by all means, check that out on our socials a little bit later when we get that edited up. What did you do to this though? What am I holding? Okay, so somebody on our Facebook page said that you should make rhubarb juice out of the rhubarb, and they said to put it in a pot. Um, with no water and reduce it down that it was juicy enough and then you could add some lemon juice and some sugar to it and it would be delicious. Now, I did this, but mine did not reduce down and become very juice-like. It became a sludge. So then I was like, well, I better help it along. So I pureed it afterwards, <laughs> but now it's like baby food. It sounds like they pranked us and now I'm going to drink it <laughs> for reasons. You got this, John. Like, <laughs> drinking is an interesting word. I oh, think yeah. You're gonna like <laughs> Yeah, what'd you say? Baby food? Like applesauce? Yeah. That's what it looks like right now, but rhubarb flavor. So here we go. I'm just gonna go for it. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to get an ice cap out of the bottom of a cup. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> there was an instant gag. <laughs> I just went right to swallowing it down. Wow. Um, It was sludgy. Yeah. It was slimy. <laughs> Felt like I was drinking like a bug. It was thick. <laughs> it was thick. And I'm just going to put that to the side. Okay. It was sweet. And it wasn't the worst. Like, it doesn't taste terrible. I could see where they're going with this recipe, if done correctly. Um, I'm sorry. I wish right I was now, a chef. <laughs> right now, I'm just going to be like, it was good. Uh, thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> About six years ago, when I was moving here, my parents came down to Toronto to help my husband and I move. 
And my dad came inside the night before we were about to pack up the U-Haul and he said, hey, I uh, I hired Patrick and he's going to come and help us move tomorrow. Who's Patrick? That's what I said. <laughs> that was your question. <laughs> I was like, pardon? And he was like, Patrick. And I was like, why are you acting like I should know who Patrick was? Apparently, he's our neighbor. <laughs> what? And my husband always chats with him when he was changing the oil in our car. So... He knew him, and my dad had met him, but I was just like, Patrick, who? Yeah. Um, but Patrick ended up being the best hire in the world because, first off, he wouldn't take any money, and <laughs> second off, he was an, a former mover, and so he oh. was like a Tetris master, yes. and we had rented two U-boxes and only had to fill one. That is absolutely fantastic. Go, Patrick, go. Glad we met you. We're chatting about neighbors this morning, specifically how you met them. I'm loving the answers that are coming in. Spencer texted in. She said she was at a stay-at-home mom during COVID lockdown, and her five-year-old wanted to play in the front yard. So she grabbed her lawn chair. She went on in her PJs. It was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and then she also grabbed a bottle of wine, yes. put a straw in it, and then just sat at the end of the driveway to make sure her kid was okay. After an hour... Two others of her neighbors came out, mom's lawn chair, booze, sat at the end of their driveway, and she said they've been best friends ever since. That is the perfect way to find your type. I love that story, Spencer. <laughs> 780-791-1037. You can also text in yours as well. Michael said the day he moved in, neighbors on both sides were working in their garage as they were unloading boxes. So they had some hellos. They had some beers with the two on each side. And then now it has turned into they're such good friends with both sides of the neighbors that if the neighbors ever see Michael's garage open... That means there's cold beer in the fridge waiting for you. You can come on over. And if his neighbors ever see a fire in the backyard, that means come on over. You are welcome. Two policies wow. in place now with both his neighbors. Those are amazing policies. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Those are like lottery winning neighbors that you get. No kidding. What street do you live on, Michael? <laughs> yeah, we want to come too. <laughs> Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every weekday.